Why is everybody talking about Drew Barrymore? What happened? Oh, she just did that interview with Brooke Shields. This is all I've heard, and it was just really great, and Mm. everyone loves her, that kind of thing. So, I don't think anything. And then, like, really in the in the like snip of the interview, uh, Drew was definitely talking about the things that had abuse that had happened to her that mm-hmm. she's like it sounds like still processing and everything but she was a child and yeah it was because obviously Brooke Shields has a new documentary talking about you know everything that she went through as far yeah. as abuse was concerned and I know Drew said in in the clip that I saw too that like um her mom dated her boyfriends and stuff like that when she was a kid and like that mm-hmm. fucked with her yeah so just you know, I think it's just people loving her show and her energy. It's easy to forget I hope that's all that she had a kind of a messed up childhood, you know? I forget that she was a child star all the time. Yeah. I've only ever known her as an adult. Yeah. Like I grew up with her as an adult figure mm-hmm. um, in my movies. So... You know, before, yeah, I mean, I saw her in E.T. and stuff, but, like, uh, and I saw her in Firestarter, all that. But, like, I didn't, I I might have known it was her, but I didn't piece it together, really. Mm-hmm. So the formative movies for me were, like, Charlie's Angels, Riding in Cars with Boys, Never Been Kissed, all of those, um, you know, Wedding Singer. Those movies were all incredibly important to me. And she was an adult in all of them, with the exception of riding cars with boys in the very beginning of the movie. She's a teenager, but you know, yeah. she's she's not a child star in my brain. I mean, she came from a very successful family, and the entire world wanted to see her following the footsteps of all that pomp and circumstance. They wanted her to be part of the Barrymore acting lineage. And it was a lot of pressure for a kid. It was a lot of pressure for a young lady. And I mean, it was just pressure in general for, for, for anybody going through that. I mean, you know, we, we talk a lot about babies and stuff now. And I mean, these people, yeah, they're Mm -hmm. going through it. It's, it's kind of odd to those outside looking in like that phrase causing so much of an uproar amongst them. But you know, when the world is judging you based on what your previous generation did, that's always a hard pill to swallow, you know? Well, what's interesting is she was not that, that side of her family, her dad's side was not heavily involved in her life until later. No, she no, but the got name. closer to her dad as he was dying. Yeah. Oh yeah. The name of course. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like her mom was really the one that pushed a lot of that on her. Uh, her mom was a piece of work. I read her her memoir, or I listened to the audiobook of her memoir. I think it was Wildflowers was the name of it, or Wildflower. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. my aunt has worked with her before in various projects and stuff like that. And just, you know, says nothing but good things about her. And everybody, I mean, especially as of late, people have been exposed, obviously, to much more of her. Uh, than we have previously Mm -hmm. because of her talk show. Like just Mm -hmm. the whole idea of anybody having a talk show, it, it, it's something that I can't wrap my mind around, you know, as somebody that does a Mm -hmm. weekly show, (laughs) it's still hard for me to wrap my mind around someone doing a daily show because so much of your time and energy is devoted to being a version of you that is palatable palatable to the mass market you know it's not only audio it's it's eyeballs it's uh your reputation it's people who want to start talking about oh you've fallen so far because you're not in movies anymore and that sort of thing people just talking about your talking all the time you know right right i the goodness that she seems so passionate about it um and then we also because um you know over at raven's one of the listeners of the podcast is actually a producer of Drew Barrymore show. So like, mm-hmm. you know, heard nothing but good things basically. Like she, it seems like 
a really you know that doesn't that doesn't surprise me that like you're you know like you said your aunt has worked with her and stuff and she's a great person like she seems like she would be yeah but and I I can't Im- I can't imagine doing it either. But at the same time, I'm like, well, at least that is like your job. Like that's her full job. I don't think she's acting anymore. I don't think she's doing other projects anymore. That's she's just doing the talk show. I'd, it'd be impossible to do anything else. But I feel now more than ever, just such pressure is put on talk show hosts. And you know, I know sure they're making a lot of money. Uh, you know, they're getting all this uh, the celebrity exposure. Wonderful, fantastic. But so much, I feel, is asked of these daytime talk show hosts now where you don't just get to sit down and have a conversation with guests on the panel anymore. You know, it seems like you're doing social media stuff all the time. You are always preparing for the next show. Uh, Kelly Clarkson has to, not has to, but she incorporates part of her show is she sings a song. She covers a song. Yeah. Every other episode, you know, Jimmy Fallon, he does so much on his show that it's almost impossible to compare his version of The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson's because Johnny came out, he did his monologue, he sat down and he talked to his his, uh, famous friends for four days a week. And then he had a weekend and came back and did it again the next week, but he had a team of people behind him. Jimmy Fallon is not only (laughs) Tonight's show. He's doing uh, that game show where you have to guess the song. Well, not you have to remember the song lyrics, or else you get sprayed with water or something like that. I, I do think that some of them, like, I like Andrew Barrymore. She has her makeup line as well, right? Like, she has mm-hmm. all of these other things going on. I, I think there is a workaholic element to it as well. Well, it's kind of like and, we talked about last and, week. You know, when we were talking about how celebrities have clothing lines and they have uh you know outside sources of income now well you know like we were talking about with uh with puffy you know and it's it's like an addiction like it's like a workaholic thing like you just said it seems like once you get to that level of celebrity if you want to stay relevant you have to hit all these other markets now you just can't be a talk show host you just can't be a singer you have to do this 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 and this and this yeah. And I I wonder if it's like Do you think the internet has made that worse or do you think that's always been there? I think the internet has made it worse. Like there used to be a level yeah. of mystique when it came to celebrities yeah. when it came to musicians that sort of thing where you know you you'd read about them in magazines and that sort of thing. But it was sometimes sure it was an interview with them, but most times it was just a reporter seeing them out and about in Hollywood, you know, seeing them doing their thing, following them on tour, something like that. But now it's almost like you're invited to co-celebrity to be a, what, what is it? A, a para, not, not even a parasocial. You can't call it that. Like you're, you're being a, para, a parasocialty, you know, along with them. Yeah. It's, it's a weird thing. And I feel you're... like that must be nice in some ways because they can mm-hmm. control the narrative. They can control what people get. I think people are more respectful of like, hey, I don't want my kids out there. And they're like, okay, we're not going to like, you know, post pictures of your kids. Like I've seen, um, what's it called? Tom Welling's wife repost things or comment on things that are like, you know, related like fan pages basically for Tom Welling. And they'll cover up if there's a picture of the kids, like they'll cover their faces because they know they don't want them to like repost their faces or anything like that. Like, I just think that like, it's a very different environment um, in that way. So I completely agree. Like the, like kind of parasocial, like it's, it is involved. I I could see it going either way. Like it's good and bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it's funny, all the different sources of this knowledge that I pull from, you know, not being in that world myself. It's like, you're on the outside looking in sure, but you can kind of piece it together too. Over the years, you've seen changes in the way that um, tabloids treat celebrities. Of course, you know, you can draw a a big connection of that to what happened with uh, Princess Diana, um, among many other uh, situations similar to that. But they found along the way, the TMZs of the world found that it was easier to play ball and get better results than it is to 
try to be, you know, edgy and keep it real and stuff like that. And instead act as almost an auxiliary PR uh, leg for, yeah. for celebrities, because you know what, they're, it's their, it's their product. It's their bread and butter. The more that they play ball with these people, the better results they get when they ask them the candid questions, when they're just getting off the airplane or when they're taking out the trash, that sort of thing. When they respect boundaries by blurring out the faces of their children, then, you know, they're bound yeah. to get better answers. I, I hate that type of reporting too. I hate that type of, uh, you know, tabloid media folks just following folks around. It just seems so weird and creepy. And I, I just thought I, and that is one good thing. Like, I don't think those are as popular anymore. I don't think it's as bad as it was. Yeah. Um, I could be wrong, but it seems like the internet has helped that in a big way because right. now people are like, what's, you know, what's Taylor Swift? Well, she's not a good example. She's the biggest star in the world. So she still gets paparazzi, but like, you know, like an average actor or something like that, like they're probably not getting stalked by the paparazzi all the time, unless something big is going on around them. Or no. in the case of some of these people, like they're calling them themselves, like the Kardashians yeah. do that. Well, you think about the biggest stars we have now, and you know, even the way that we're talking about celebrity is antiquated because the biggest stars we have now are YouTube stars, social media celebrities, you know, that sort of ilk. You think about Mr. Beast, you think about people like Logan Paul and his brother. I still you know, don't know who the fuck that guy is, by the way. I, I wish I didn't. <laughs> but the the difference here is, you know, for better yeah. or worse, you know, no, not even commenting on like the, the, the quality of the human being behind this brand. They invite you into their lives. You know, they live stream. They, they go on Twitch. They go on, on TikTok Live. They go on Instagram Live. And for hours at a time we're invited into their world to be part of their lives to talk to them to have them read what we type out loud to be able to send them a gif of a hot dog uh blowing a bubble and have them comment on that in the moment it's it's weird shit man i just i just saw uh lizzo on tiktok a moment ago she went live and i guess it's like some type of anniversary for her clothing brand and she's just reading all these comments mm -hmm. and all these girls are gassing her up. And that's, that's the great part of it, you know, and the gifts, you know, of course the, the hot dog thing I just saw a moment ago, I'm like, that's, that's yeah. cool. But you know, maybe she just wanted to chill on a Wednesday night. Maybe she just wanted to hang out, smoke a little bit, drink a little bit and just be Lizzo. Or I, you know, I'm ashamed to say, I don't even know her, her, her non-performing name, but maybe she just wanted to be Liz and just, hang out yeah. on a Wednesday, but well, you know, I, I would, I mean, I also would assume that like, she's not working a regular nine to five too. Right. Yes. So she doesn't have the same schedule that we have some days. She's going to work 12 hours and mm. other days she might, she might've been chilling all day, you know, like, I, I don't know. I, there's, and you know, I do think there, there is, like I said, a workaholic thing that's involved with that too. A lot of people that like, <laughs> you know, we talk about the grind, like idolizing that, thinking that that's the thing you need to aspire to. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a thing. I'm mean, especially with people who are driven and ambitious and you have to be, to be at that level, right? At least to a degree, you have to be some sort of ambitious, some level of it. You gotta be because, you know, uh, <laughs> like my man ever last said, People see rock stars, you know, you still try to get out more like everybody else. It's a fun job, but it's still a job. You got to save your money. Hit single doesn't last very long. You know what I'm saying? There'll be a flip side. Yeah. Another cat looking like you, sounding like you, like some spinoff series. I paraphrased all that. I don't know how that talk down goes you, anymore. You should be embarrassed at that. <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> When you start a sen I, a sentence with like my man Everlast said, <laughs> that should that should have been the. <laughs> a lot of people don't realize he did that interlude in that song, and I think that's hilarious because, you know, House yeah. of Pain and Everlast get so yeah. much shit, and they they put out some good records. Everlast was actually he was actually talented. I can't even front. Everlast was decent for a hot minute. Whitey Ford sings the blues. 
and they had he had respect from i forgot community. about that i forgot about why yeah. he sings the blues yeah. <laughs> good lord ends. <laughs> yeah so yeah but he was on that cypress hill track and everybody was like oh yeah that's some deep shit wow who said that line it must have been be real or <laughs> send dog no it was fucking everlast okay <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking everlasting. Yes. Good lord. Next week I'll quote a line from SZA, right. Kill Bill. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Please don't. No. Okay. No. No. Well, now that I've broken all that wonderful conversation up, let's talk about some shit that doesn't matter, Lex. Let's talk about John Wick. You still haven't seen any of the John oh, Wick movies. Doesn't matter? I thought you liked John Wick. I love John Wick. But you haven't seen John Wick. Oh, okay. You haven't, you haven't seen no, one I haven't. Wick, let alone the three preceding Wicks <laughs> before John Wick 4. Let me tell you something. If you want to see five action-packed half-hour episodes of just the most amazing stunt show you've ever seen in your life, go see John Wick 4. I almost want to tell you right now, you don't really need to know shit about John Wick to go into John Wick 4 besides the auxiliary stuff that you already know. Somebody pissed him off. Somebody killed his dog. And his he's got to get revenge. <laughs> and to get out, he's got to kill everybody. Oh, and the most important thing, which I forgot between this movie and, and, and the last one, um, they have a special weave in this universe that can make dress what? suits bulletproof. Oh, okay. And I, I forgot that. And I just saw bullets I... ricocheting off of dudes. I'm like, what the fuck? Is it just hitting their buttons? Do they all have very good aim? So, so like, literally, like, the suits are, like, bulletproof? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a ballistic weave that only certain um, tailors in this universe can utilize. You know, I feel like they kind of cribbed that off of the Kingsman franchise a little bit you know once once they found mm. out that people were willing to accept that in those movies they were like okay we're using that definitely because john wick can't dodge every bullet sometimes he's gonna get shot so you gotta let him get shot but not bleed yeah it's a very important balance but i'm proud of keanu i i feel like he did a great job in this movie <laughs> um <laughs> donnie yen did a fantastic job as well um i found out also uh, through through one of Kevin Smith's podcasts, as many podcasts, that they don't even use uh, guns that shoot on set. You know, and this isn't just after the whole thing with Russ. They've always used just a special mock type of item that looks like a gun that has a motor in it. Probably like gives, rubber. Not even rubber. It, it gives, it, it, it everything about it like the insides of it are not designed to shoot bullets at all. They add all that in afterwards, mm -hmm. but there's a motor inside. So when they pull the trigger, it gives like a little kickback, like it's actually shooting something. Oh, that's cool. So that is cool. So the, the I'd like to choreography shoot like that, just to see it. like, like that sounds fun. Yeah. I mean, if they, if they sold an item like that, you know, of course you got to paint the nozzle orange or whatever too, but Yeah. I feel like that would that would sell a lot. But yeah, like after you hear about that and you see all like the the choreography they go through with these with these uh you know shootouts, it makes it even more impressive. The movie fucking slaps. And I I want to see it again, but I don't have two and a half hours to give it. I still have to see Mario. I have not seen Super Mario. Yeah, I mean, well, Mario did really fucking well. Nobody expected that. Just sidebar. But yeah, I, I know. I know I need to watch. We've been talking about John Wick movies for years now. We've seen sequels come out. And I'm like, yeah, I need to watch it. And I, oh, I still haven't gotten around to it. I also I came to another I came to another epiphany here. Because I understand that the initial driving force behind the film, like I, like I talked about last time, is you know him losing his dog. But... The silver mm -hmm. lining to that is every dog in these films, after that initial situation, every dog is invincible. 
You do not have to worry yeah. about another dog. They were like, we're never going to kill a dog again. Sorry. Exactly. We're not going back to that well. We need to do it one time. <laughs> just to just to make you mad. Like, What yes, if they killed should... a dog in every movie? That and that, so was, that was the motivation of every single movie. <laughs> they go, John Wick. Oh, you got to beat these bad guys. Every time they kill it in a more intricate way. <laughs> like... <laughs> The newest one, he just explodes spontaneously. Oh, no. He's like the Hulk. He just gets madder every time somebody kills a dog. Like, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. So that's John Wick. John Wick was a good film. Um, beautifully shot. All these amazing set pieces. I, I mean, it's long, but it's action packed. You'll love every minute. Yeah, I will add it to the list. Just like Succession. <laughs> Succession is really good. Okay. They had a very big episode that, you know, everyone is talking about this week. And I feel for people who are not caught up on it because you kind of can't escape it right now. Because mm. it's the final season. So Yeah. Um, I am torn between just mainlining it trying to trying to finish it now uh because i'm only three episodes in i know it's ooh, this is the, what the fourth season mm -hmm. right now so i'm i'm debating yeah. whether or not i should just rush through all these episodes or if i should just wait so enough time has passed that i forget what everybody's going to be talking about because i still haven't heard personally uh you know and just you know get surprised all over again i guess I think, I mean, you could just keep watching. Like, I, I don't, I don't know if you need to like rush through it, but like, if you've, if you've managed to avoid things at this point, then you probably can just keep going. Yeah. Now that I'm talking about it in front of my phone, you know, it's going to pick up on all that and start giving me. Oh, uh, God damn it. I didn't even think about that. We should have, we should have put your phone in the freezer before the yeah. podcast. <laughs> I mean, at this point, it's just, it's too, it's too consistent to just be, you know, no. a conspiracy. Every time you talk about something in front of your phone, yeah. like whether it be a product you want to buy or a show you want to watch, as soon as you open it up, it's like, oh, hey, guess what's on tonight? Guess what we could add to your cart right now okay. on Amazon? That, that aside, mm -hmm. a show that you need to be watching, and I realize everyone's like, at this point now with it, but I just caught up with it and it's, it lives up to the hype is yellow jackets. Okay. Now, Holy shit. It's this good. is something that you are wholly aware of that. I only know one thing about, which is women be eating mm -hmm. other people. And that's all I got. Mm. You should watch the show. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Is it supernatural? Yep. You really should. I think you'll enjoy it for the cast alone. Okay. Um, okay. I would try to go into it as blind as possible kind of thing. Um, you know, if you don't know who all is in it, it's really fun to just watch. <laughs> I, you know, there, I was like, oh, shit, I didn't know this person was in this. Okay. Uh, it's really good. They're airing season two now. New episodes come out on Friday. So you can, I mean, we caught up on it in a few days. We burned through it. It was so good. Now we have to fucking wait. <laughs> this isn't the one with the kid with antlers, right? It's already been picked up else. for a third season. Okay. Okay. It's already been yeah. picked up for a third season. Apparently they have five planned. I'm sure they will make it all the way, hmm. um, which is nice. They know they have like a beginning, middle, and end. Um, you said antlers. What did you say about that? I said that's not the one with the kid with the antlers, right? I was just joking. Though. I know that's sweet too. I love sweet too. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I've been. I so... think D will love it too. Hmm. What channel is it on? What? Where can I watch it? It's uh, Showtime. Son of a bitch. Bro, get a free get a subscription, free subscription, get mm. a free trial. Yes, free trial. I it. think my email address for Bill Pattinson. No, wait, no. <laughs> um, Kelly. Conway. You can use Damn our it. email address. Yeah, one of those. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lex and Matt. Use our email address. 
Yes. <laughs> First name likes in that. No. Uh, all right. Yep. I'll check it out. I, I've been trying to find something new to get into because I've been so disappointed by some of the, the recommendations I've heard from others. Like, I I can't get into Yellowstone. That's something what? people have been like, oh, my God, Yellowstone. It's so captivating. It's so amazing. It's just a dry is, Red Dead Redemption. Dude, I have not even watched any of that show because I know it's just white people garbage. I'm sorry, but it like the people who have recommended that show to me, I want <laughs> I we do not watch the same things. Oh, I wow. want to watch the the Cannibal Girl show. I don't want to watch this boring yeah. ass shit. I mean, really, we've we've experienced some of the best rootin' tootin' cowboy shooting action that the world has ever seen mm -hmm. by way of Red Dead Redemption 1 and 2. I can't go back. I can't yeah. just go back to just, oh, we're going <laughs> to talk about the settlement. Oh, no, my deed is almost up. Hmm, we're going to have to sell the ranch. I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want it. I don't want it. I want rootin' tootin' cowboy shit. Right. You want actual cowboy shit if, if you're, or, or movie cowboy shit is what I should say. If you're going to exactly. watch something. I'm sitting there, I'm chanting cowboy shit, cowboy shit, and it's just mm -hmm. me. That's all. They need to they need and to give just me what I'm talking want. about cattle. <laughs> yeah. My thing with cowboy stuff, I'm like, I either want to watch them kill each other or fuck each other. Nothing in between. <laughs> That's it. Like everything in between is boring. Yes. Um those are your choices. That... You offer up what you're gonna offer up, and I will tune in if it's one of those two things <laughs> something that's not boring when i tell you a24 has hit it out of the park once again that show beef that just debuted on netflix beef yeah oh. i've been hearing about this i've been hearing it's really really good <laughs> let me tell you i watched it on a whim because their their choices at a24 the production team does such a good job aesthetically with pulling you into something that you may not have had any interest in. The ad campaign, the font. I mean, come on, the font. <laughs> it's like everything. The iconography, it, it really is like, okay, that's mysterious. I want to know. I want to know what's going on with this show, but I want to go in blind. I know I like these two actors. I know I like these two performers. I want to know what's going on. Lex, it's like an adult took the idea of Bugs and Daffy and <laughs> turned it into a drama. It's fucking hilarious and it's fucked up. That's fascinating. Yes. Ali Wong, Stephen Ewan, the cast of others that you're going to fall in love with and also hate immediately. This is the show to watch. I mean, it's only 10 episodes long, half hour episodes. It flies by. We watched the entire mm -hmm. thing in a weekend. I wish I could go back and watch it again from the beginning. The performances are amazing. And it doesn't do that bullshit thing with a lot of art house movies or TV shows where it just leaves you hanging. They give you resolution. That's, that's what I want. And they gave it to me. It's so good. I do have a quick question. Yeah. Is this the first A24 TV show? I don't know. But if it's not, I want to go and find what they've done before. Hold on. I'm going to Google it. I'm also going to look right now. Okay. Oh, they've actually had quite a few television programs. They have. Yes. We just did not know about it. We did not. Not all of them are. <laughs> sort of oh by my popularity. God. The Carmichael <laughs> show was an A24 project i had no idea i didn't know that that's pretty funny Ew, that Euphoria. show the idol not familiar tacoma fd all right so there must have come a point with a24 where they said all right we need to go through an evolution of what our brand is going to be yeah we need to figure out i think so yeah i think it. they've been around for a long time yeah and just uh switch gears <laughs> The G word with Adam Conover, they produced that. That was a good, that was a good little miniseries too. That was um the guy from Adam explains, or rather, Adam ruins everything. And he's talking mm -hmm. about government issues. But 
the hook to this is it's also one of those projects that uh, the Obamas produced with um, with Netflix. It was part of their deal. And so Adam Conover is talking mm-hmm. about government and there's a framing sequence where he does check in with Barack Obama in every episode. It's fascinating because he's talking hmm. about a lot of things that you, you would think that uh, Barack would shy away from, you know, like uh, drones and shit. And he talks about it. And it's it's kind of um it's kind of captivating. Um hmm. That's man, cool. I miss that guy. <laughs> he was you know, it's it's just yeah. because it was it was before. It was before yes. a lot of this shit happened. I don't want to belittle the effect that can't. he had on our world as nobody's perfect, because that's that's really reductive of the, the the role of president and the part that he played in it, because it's easy to give him a pass and say, all right, well, you know, what else was he going to do and that sort of thing. But no, he did bad also, things like he did. Yeah, yeah. You could also make the argument that when you start down that path to become the leader of the free world, you know what you're getting into. You're given many opportunities to, mm-hmm. you know, abandon that path and, these men chose not to, but I'm sure that in their minds, they thought, well, I can be a better man than the men before me and I'll do a better job than them. Or in our most recent case, I need to prevent the worst fucking human being on the planet from getting another term. And if grandpa's got to get out of his rocker to do it, he's going to do it. But, uh, right. I, aside from the political shit, I like, I like Barack. He's an interesting guy. Anyway, back to the yeah, fucking shit agree. that doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I agree. And I think it's that thing where it's like you shouldn't really, you should not blindly like any politician. You've said that plenty of times. It's okay to like, you know, I like the person from what he's shown to us and also go, eh, you've done some fucked up shit. Because yeah. I think that's part of having a really difficult job. Who's the only who's the only innocent president? What? Maybe Jimmy Carter, and that's because he barely served at all. Maybe Jimmy Carter. He's yeah. probably not even innocent. He's probably got some bodies somewhere. I mean I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, we we uh we idolize him. Um, you know, we we make him into something innocent and pure because of the whole peanut farm story. Um and of course, you know, all his work with ha- Habitat for Humanity, building houses mm-hmm. for people. Conservation it's admirable in general. Shit, you know? Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. Man's all right. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, as far as I know, he is too. Yeah, yeah. All, all right. right. I saw you added this HBO Max is just becoming Max, which is so fucking stupid. Yeah, this got announced today. What are they doing? They they don't know, man. They don't know. It's fucking Zazlav and his ilk. They're they're still fucking up. So this one, but HBO still exists, right? Like HBO still exists. I believe, yeah. So the 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 cable channel still exists. So HBO programming will be available on Max. You know, the night after it debuts, just like it is now. But they're going through this rebranding, so we'll talk about it. They don't like being ignored, and they hadn't done anything fucked up for a little while, so they wanted to let us know. Oh, they also wanted to distract mm-hmm. us from the fact, with this bullshit naming tactic, that they are raising their rates if you want to see things in 4K. So right mm-hmm. now, they have, well, they're going to introduce three tiers. There's a 999 tier, which is the Ad Light plan. I don't know why they call it Ad Light. There's no ad supported or, you know, ad heavy. So anyway... HD quality, two concurrent streams. I don't know what that means. Um, then they have the fifteen ninety nine a month plan, you which can is both what most be wa- people... two people can be watching at the same time. That's what uh, they mean by that. So they have the fifteen ninety nine plan, which is what they offer now, which is ad free, mm-hmm. HD quality. This is going to be important in a moment. Mm-hmm. Two concurrent streams again and thirty downloads. But you know, whatever. Then, of course, there's the ultimate plan, which is the one you're going to want if you want to experience what basically you have right now, which is access to their 4K content for concurrent streams and 100 downloads. So they're charging you more if you want to see the shit in 4K. 
To which I say, I don't need to see a dark screen in the final season of Game of Thrones in 4K because I couldn't see the shit anyway. So when you give me something, that's how I feel. I mean, I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a 4K TV either, though. Like I don't have one, so whatever. Okay. Yeah. So 59.99 is fine by me for HBO Max. I have a TV that's a few years old. Um, because I had to buy a lot of fucking furniture yeah, and whatnot, yeah. and I did not want to pay for a new TV. I'd like to get one soon, but no, I don't mm. have one. Yeah, I don't think now is the time. I think the, the ideal time to get a new TV, not a doorbuster or anything like that, but around Christmas, because all the old models are getting wheeled yeah. off the floor. And uh, maybe the beginning of the year. That's That's around the time I got mine, and I got it for like the lowest price that they ever offered for that tv and it was just out of necessity um but yeah yeah well we're talking about going to europe later this year so that's gonna take priority money wise yeah yeah i'd say seeing europe in 4k <laughs> with your with your own eyes <laughs> no unfortunately important. it's only hd two streams <laughs> you can't you can't get 4k i i don't have 4k europe money <laughs> And you can't download. That's unfortunate. No. No. (laughs) No, no downloads. No, man. But eating your way across Europe is way more interesting than watching a a fucking wall with moving pictures on it. So by all means, do that. Eh, Debatable. (laughs) I like the moving wall. It's one of the few things in my life that brings me joy. (laughs) So along with this name change, of course, people are asking questions like, all right, so... Aside from the whole idea that Cinemax is going to uh, somehow overtake the HBO aspect of this service and, you know, fill your suggestions with low tier um, nudie movies, (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. basically, what about the programming that was on Cinemax, the Cinemax originals that have yet to come to HBO Max? Well, guess what? They haven't said shit about that. There's one show in particular that I want to watch. And I'm sure you're going to want to watch when I tell you about it that has never been offered on HBO Max, has only been shown on Cinemax, and has had a a very sparse physical release. It's a show called Tales from the Tour Bus. Have you heard about this? Mm -mm. Tales from the Tour Bus is an animated show uh, created by Mike Judge where he sits down with recording artists real recording artists and listens to them tell stories about their time on the road it goes from country to rock and roll to funk and soul i think it's got like three seasons and every clip i've ever seen of it i've been fascinated but i can't find full episodes anywhere online aside from subscribing to cinemax and for some reason it's under thumb they won't give it to us and i'm mad about it that's really weird like that's yeah. that's so huh and like why was it on cinemax anyway i don't know maybe at the time they were the only people that but would yeah, give him money I... that's that's yeah. fair um uh yeah this is a stupid decision another stupid decision zazov doesn't know what the fuck he's doing i don't understand no. it but no whatever. but i mean you know after that Scooby-Doo animated film was released, the one another one that they mothballed. Who knows what else we're going to see come out of that vault sooner or later because it was stored on somebody's True. hard drive. I'm sure we're going to be <laughs> seeing something eventually. I have faith. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. It sucks for the creators too, though, because like they're burying this and they don't have to pay residuals. That's true. That is true. Cinemax. I wonder if anybody subscribes to that. Like, I I haven't thought about this channel in ages. Like, they used to get an interesting movie here and there. It used to be part of like a bundle package when you would get HBO and all the various HBO 2 and 3. They'd be like, oh, you get Cinemax for free also. Like, all right, cool, I guess. And then sometimes it'd be like Flubber or to Wong Fu or something that they wouldn't show on HBO mm-hmm. for some reason. And it was just there. And I was like, all right, I guess, you know, I wouldn't see this any other way. 
Let's see. Original yeah, program. I had a weird sidebar question regarding yes. streaming sh- shit. Um, have you gotten have you gotten Disney Plus to work on your Xbox? I have. That's the that's the only way I watch it. Actually, I literally cannot download it. That's really. Weird. I cannot download it. Last time Which I Xbox tried, it would not allow me to download the app. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Now that's weird. I was like, "What the fuck and is I can't, this? <laughs> What's going on?" I can't on? really give you any troubleshooting tips on that, aside from maybe doing a full system reboot. Like, do you turn it all the way off, or do I you did. just put it in sleep mode? I turned it all the way off. I restarted oh, it. That's weird. Hmm. I did both. I mean, like, I turned it all the way off and I restarted it. I don't know Isn't why. Like- it, I also haven't tried it since. I. It was like Kayla was gone for hanging out with her friends that night. And I was like, oh, I'm going to watch Black Panther 2 because I, mm-hmm. I still haven't seen it. And so I was like, oh, I just got to get, um, you know, Disney Plus on here. And like, I could not get it to work. Hmm. I had to go watch some shitty Amazon Prime movie. It was horrible. <laughs> That's really weird. That's really weird. It won't work for you, though. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I have inconsistent results. And what's funny, too, is even with the PS5, like there are still certain apps that aren't approved for the system odd odd choices too like paramount plus is not approved for the ps5 ps4 sure but five no can't get it on there so if that's your only access to streaming then you're just out of luck yeah the uh, i haven't had any issues other than this with the xbox that's what we use for everything Mm -hmm. like i the xbox is my like i do all streaming and pretty much gaming now on there so me too it's just out of convenience like ps4 games you know going from the xbox one to the xbox series one to the xbox x it's like it's the same Uh user interface every single one of them so i know exactly where my stuff is it hasn't changed so it works usually yeah (laughs) well knock on wood it's it'll it'll work with the uh with the reset again i don't know that was completely irrelevant of a question and i probably should have just asked you that off of our podcast where people are listening <laughs> and uh, tuning out right now they're like guys right. i don't want to hear you troubleshoot a fucking app it's just one of the services we offer here at lex and matt it's fine yeah you're welcome so speaking of uh, animated series it seems like netflix <laughs> is uh, ordering an odd one a strange one even stranger things they have decided to order an animated spinoff because nothing says this needs an animated show like just nasty viscera wrapped around teenagers for a story that's almost done i don't know what do you think about this i don't i don't like the whole animated spinoff of everything like I know it's not a current trend. I know it's a thing that's happened for a very long time. I've just never really been a big fan of it. I don't get it. I, I don't want to like... see a different version of the mm. thing that I like. You know? Yeah. If that makes like, sense. I, from the 80s, I kind of understand a little bit. Like the animated Ghostbusters. I, I understand the necessity for that. Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2, those were more adult-oriented films. Uh, so you don't really want kids mm-hmm. watching those. So they made a family-friendly version, right? which was still just nasty and full of viscera. I just killed my own point. Wow. Amazing. Record time. So Ghostbusters. I mean, the real they're just selling stuff. Like, they're just trying to keep selling merch, right? That's true. Like, that's the point of the 80s ones, at least. And yeah. now I'm like, is that what the point is for this? I don't I'd know. I'd imagine so. Netflix is probably panicking because we're almost done with the Stranger Things saga. The next season is going to be the last one. So what are they going to do to continue this relationship with the Duffer Brothers? If you remember way, way mm-hmm. back, the initial scope of Stranger Things was to be an anthology type show where every season would tell its own story. But the first season was just so massively popular with these characters, with these kids, right. they wanted to keep going with this storyline. So the Duffer brothers had to think on their feet and come up with more story for the kids to go through all these terrible incidences and all this stuff. And they've done a, they've done a pretty good job, you know, with varying degrees of success. The last season, in my opinion, 
uh, was the closest to the first as far as like just the, the fear and terror and the, the grossness and the, it was great. It was a good, it was a good fourth season, I guess, maybe four. Yeah. We'll say four. Um, uh, but I for them, five. I don't oh, know. Either way. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. So for them to come back and say, we're going to do an animated series now, which is something that they claim they've always wanted to do. They say, we've always dreamed of an animated Stranger Things in the vein of Saturday morning cartoons we grew up loving. And to see this dream realized has been We've always dreamed thrilling. of having money. Yes. Haven't you dreamed of having money, Matthew? <laughs> I've also I, dreamed of Scrooge McDucking my way through life. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. No pants, swimming in cash. That's the dream. Yep. Hell yeah. That okay. is the dream. That's actually what Martin Luther King Jr. was speaking of. <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh man okay so yes stranger things um i mean maybe they can pull it off the problem with stranger things is everything they've tried to spin off and by everything i mean the video games haven't really been great and I don't know if it's because of the lack of direct involvement from the Duffer brothers or what, but they've just, they've been okay. They've been placeholders. They've been tie-ins. If they're going to do right. an animated series. It's not series. the thing. That's the problem. It's not yeah. those kids on screen making you happy, you know, because you love yeah. them so much. So they're either going to intentionally nerf the fifth season and leave some unanswered questions to feed this animated series or the animated series is going to be completely unrelated to the incidences that happen on the show. And they're going to give full closure in this fifth and final season. So either way, I feel like the source material is going to suffer. This is something that yeah. um, we've, we've seen happening with star Wars as of late. Uh, they made a ton of announcements this past week at a celebration, star Wars celebration over in the UK uh, one of the mm -hmm. biggest things that they uh, that they revealed is that Daisy Ridley is going to be returning to the role of Rey Skywalker uh, in one of three new movies that they have slated to uh, to come out. So, I mean, that's kind of exciting. I, I, I meant to ask you what you thought about. I'm that. excited. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, it's also going to feature the first um, woman and woman of color directing that film so yeah. that's incredible too we've never had a woman direct star wars that is um, true that's true i mean if you film. don't count and i really haven't i mean if you don't count the tv like the shows, yes. i mean like the yes. actual yeah yeah um i'm i'm very excited for it i hope they can also kind of you know fix some things by doing that so do i um i'm sure they've heard all of your feedback folks and uh, they'll be taking all of that into account. But specifically, we have the smoking gun in the room. We have the man that made a random Mandalorian one of the most interesting, captivating characters in Star Wars lore in a very short period of time. We have Dave Filoni, who is still very much part of the fold, so much so that he is going to be directing one of those three films. Uh, it's going to focus on the New Republic. They're trying to do something similar to... Uh, I don't want to say similar to Marvel. That really doesn't track. But they're basically um, sticking to to a certain timeline that they've spelled out to the fans where it's like, all right, this happens at this period of time and this happens at this period of time. And um, mm -hmm. one of the one of the films is, is kind of uh, intriguing to me. James Mangold, he's going to be uh, doing a movie that goes back to the to the time of the dawn of the Jedi. So we're going to learn how the Jedi Order started. That sounds really cool. I yeah. I actually am interested in that too. I really have not been interested in a lot of Star Wars lately. And honestly, I think some of it is the lack of Jedi. That's like the most interesting thing about Star Wars to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I totally get that. Um, but there, you know, there's always been such a large outcry for the bounty hunter stories and that sort of thing too. But I think what's cool about Dave Filoni's guns and stuff like i get it but i yeah. I, i'm looking forward to the osaka show like i think yeah. that looks dope yeah that's that's gonna be interesting and that's 
still a Dave Filoni joint. So what I find yeah. incredible is that he is going to close out the interconnected stories of The Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, and another Disney Plus series in his own film. He's going to close out all these storylines in one big-ass film. So That's cool. Some may call it oversaturation. Some may say, great, he finally needs to finish his story. I say, let's wait and see. I'm captivated by this idea. Yeah. If anybody can pull it off, he can. Yeah, I agree. And I'm excited for that, you know, exploring Jedi lore and, you know, the old order and everything like that. That sounds really cool. Yeah. And it's, it's well. thankfully, they're not like interconnected films because Dave Filoni's doing his own thing. James Mangold's doing his own thing. Yeah. And like you said, uh, Charmaine Obeyed Chinoy is going to be doing her own thing all the way in the mm -hmm. future. Brand new territory starring yeah. Daisy Ridley is right. So there's not going to be anything to compare it to. There's not going to be and anything. And all the to... Skywalkers are gone. They're gone. She's the right. last one. They're all gone. <laughs> She's just existing, you know? Yeah. I love that. Trying to rebuild the Jedi Order. So. We'll see. Pretty dope. It is pretty dope. Uh, theme parks are going to be thriving off of this shit. Oh, uh, back to HBO Max <laughs> for a second. They also showed uh, some new Harry Potter logo. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Stranger Things. We'll wait and see what happens with that. Um, there were lots of trailers released today. HBO Max gave our first look at the Penguin series, which is a spinoff of The Batman which is in production starring Colin. I always get him mixed up. Colin Firth, Colin Farrell, Colin Firth, Farrell. Firth. Firth, damn it. Farrell. Okay. I said Firth. God damn I said Firth. <laughs> One Farrell of the Colin. Firth? It is Colin Farrell. Yeah. Yeah. But as you, as you so wonderfully put it, it's basically the Sopranos starring Colin. So yeah. Yeah. He wants to be James Gandolfini. And he's so not. No one is James Gandolfini. Except not even his Gandolfini. son. That's right. No. Um, no. But Muppet he looks Mood, pretty damn close. He looks just like his dad. He does. But he's not. Yeah. I don't know. He'll be a good actor. I, I just, you know, I don't want him to follow in his dad's footsteps. Just, just, just be your own thing, man. Do your own thing. Yeah. Electric Mayhem also got a trailer. The Muppets are back. That's right. But specifically, the band, Electric Mayhem. They released a trailer, and this is all about the band themselves, and they're trying to release their first album. That's right. They've been together all this time, and they forgot to release an album along the way. <laughs> so this tells the story of them working on that first album in the studio. <laughs> Lots of guest yeah, stars. Yeah, I... I love Muppets like content and we, it just feels like we don't have enough of it right now. So this is exciting. Right. It's about time that we got a high profile Muppet project where they actually give them the, uh, you know, the resources and everything that they, that they so desperately need. I mean, sure. You know, some of the stuff they've put online has been interesting, but it, it just seems like rehashing all the good old days. Like we get it. They were great once upon a time. Let's make some new memories with these Muppets remind kids why we care about these things again because son of a gun it's been too long you can't just rest on your laurels with a cg muppet babies cartoon and expect kids to care we need new muppet content so give it to me um there was also a trailer for the marvels starring captain marvel and ms marvel and monica rambo i don't and think it looks they give great food. it looks really Did they give her fun. Name monica rambo i don't know who but that's kind of. I don't know. Did they say in the trailer, or are they just saying her name? I think they just said her name. Like I, I don't know if they've given her. I was like, so drunk official... when I watched it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> because she was photon in the comics. I don't know mm -hmm. if they actually said her superhero name on the on the trailer though, but I'm sure they'll mention it at one point. Anyway. It's such a cool idea, the hook of this film. Go watch the trailer. I can't wait. I'm excited. It comes out in November. 
Yeah, I am excited for that movie too. And like, I haven't really had, just like Star Wars, I haven't had a lot of interest in Marvel stuff lately, but this one looks really good. It looks fun. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. And, and it's surprising too, because it's it's one of those where, you know, technically, if you want to get the full experience, you'd have had to watch two TV shows, a movie, and maybe one more TV show, Secret Invasion. I don't know. But it looks like they're giving you a jumping on point. Like, look, these are the characters. This is what's going on. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the ride with us. Yeah, I think you'll be fine just watching it. Um, obviously, you can go watch the other stuff if you want to. I think it's going to motivate a lot of people to go back and watch the other stuff. Yeah, that's a I good think point. That's what it's I think do. so. Yeah. And then last but not least, <laughs> history is being made right now, today. Because the National Recording Registry has announced their new inductees, which features two, two history-making, uh, I was going to say combatants, two history-making participants, uh, one mm-hmm. of which is the first video game theme ever inducted into the, uh, the National Recording Registry, which is, of course, the Super Mario Brothers theme song. You can't, I mean, there's no, there's no more memorable video game song than that yeah yeah i agree like i think that's that belongs in something like that that should be preserved this belongs in and the museum. then one of my favorite one of my favorite notes here much deserved the first female hip-hop artist to be inducted into this list queen latifah and her album 1989's all hail the queen I didn't realize that's she was amazing. just a teenager. That's yeah. That's an honor. Like I, I'm so happy for her. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah, me too. And I mean, again, well deserved. Um, this mm-hmm. is her life's work. This is amazing. All the way back in 1989, she was just a teenager when the album came out, and you know it inspired so many MCs, female and otherwise, to get on mm-hmm. the mic and really just you know pour their hearts out. She's an amazing artist. She's proven it time and time again. Great personality. I just, I'm, I'm a fan. You know, I'm a fan. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think a lot of younger people forget how influential she was. You know, like, like you know, growing up with her as an actor and everything like that, seeing her in, in like doing different things, which is really cool. But like, you forget how influential this record was. Yeah. On the music industry. Yeah. And how and big she was. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she's not just a sitcom star, even though she did that amazingly. She's not just an action star, even yeah. though she's doing a great job at that now. She's not just an opera singer. She's not just literally one of the greatest musical performances of all time in Chicago in 2003. That's right. That's right. Come on. She does it all. And Come she on. did it all. And she could do it again if she wanted to. But this is a great honor. Um, some other notable entries on this list. I think it's about 25 entries. Um, Mm -hmm. we've got Crosby, Stills, and Nash. What happened now? All I Want for Christmas is You. Yes, we have Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is You. We've got Like a Virgin by Madonna. We've got Synchronicity by The Police. Sweet dreams are made of this by the Eurythmics. Beautiful. Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin. You can't beat that, you know? Surprised that's not in there already. Yeah. By the sheer volume of members of this group, Deja Vu, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. We've got Little Nas X. I'm kidding, not Little Nas X. He's not on here. Not yet. <laughs> that Okay, that would be really funny. But you know who is on here? Daddy Yankee with Gasolina, 2004. Yeah. Really? Daddy what? Yankee. Daddy oh. Yankee. The inventor of okay. grills. No, he, he popularized grills in his in his area. But that's another story for another time. We thank NPR for, for this amazing story here. Um, and we congratulate, once again, uh, Queen Latifah and the composers of the Super Mario Brothers theme song. What's that? Oh, Koji Kondo. He was a uh, college senior. Hopefully they are rolling in money and don't care about this, you know? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Koji Kondo, I know he's rolling in cash because they bring him back every single time they do a Mario game. Like even the most recent uh, Mario Maker, he did the uh, the music for that as well. That's cool. Yeah. Well, that seems to be all we got this week, Lex. Thank you for listening, everyone. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely that. Thank you for listening. If you'd like more of our wonderful conversation, if you'd like our, our full attention and company, please check out patreon.com slash Lex and Matt. Um, we've got a Discord that you can be a part of. It's a wonderful time with good people. We talk about vinyl records. We talk about our pets. We share funny stories with each other. And I say culturally inappropriate things to Lex, like, yeehaw, Texan, have you had barbecue yet since you've moved? And we all have have. a good laugh. Yes, I have. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for listening. I'm Matt Peters. Yeah. And I'm Lex Lutz. And be excellent to each other. Be excellent to each other. We said it at the same time. Oh, my God, that's cute.